0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti-Up, I'm Howard Bender. I got Adam Ronis with me here and, uh, oh baby, Sweet 16 going on in March Madness Tournament. Uh, NBA season's closing out. MLB's getting ready to get hyped up. We already talked about yesterday's big Tyreek Hill trade. The NFL doesn't go away. No rest for the weary, Adam Ronis. And I saw by a tweet uh, that you sent out a little while ago, uh, you have been hard at it with your MLB rankings.
1: Yeah. People could check them out as part of the draft kit, fantasyalarm.com. You know, I usually update them frequently, but I have to do a massive one with all the recent news and signings and some pitcher injuries. So I know a lot of people are drafting this weekend. Uh, the NFBC has their big event in Las Vegas this weekend. Um, and some people have told me their drafts this weekend. I have my home league on Saturday. Um, so that, that's going to take five, six hours cause it's an auction. Um, so looking forward to that. And, um, then i will have a couple more, uh, right. I got my, uh, NFBC main event on April 3rd, uh, got the GST league April 6th. And, uh, I don't know if I'm adding any more. Uh, like I said, maybe, <laughs> maybe one, maybe one NFBC online championship. I'm not sure it'll, it'll probably happen, but, uh, that's it. Uh, I'm done after that. I mean, I can't add anymore. I mean, already got, you know, and here's the other thing too that we're going to have to do, right. We're going to have to start looking through our TGFBI. I mean, your tout was last week, but mine was before that. Mm-hmm. And my labor was before that. So that was before baseball got going and a lot of players shifted value. So, you know, some people are going to get lucky. Um, I mean, if you drafted Will Smith, you got screwed. The pitcher from the Braves now that he is not closing. Uh, if you got Blake trying for cheap, I mean, he looks to be the guy um, then, you know, a guy like Connor Joe, who I kind of liked a lot drafted uh, his value has taken a little bit of a hit uh, as of right now. We'll see, but I thought he was going to play every day and you know, the Rockies added Chris Bryant and then they made a minor trade today, ending Randall Grichuk, sending Ramel Tapia to Toronto. So I think that will open up playing time for Greechuk. Blackman will probably DH. Bryant's in left and Hilliard's in center. Uh, that's the problem is I don't think Connor Joe could play center field. So you got CJ at first. So yeah, it hurts Connor Joe a little bit. A guy that I was liking in the late rounds. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to be enough at bats there. So, you know, there's been a shift in some player values. Uh, you know, Jeremy Pena for the Astros, uh, a big, big winner here. Uh, not really talked about a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But with Carlos Correa going to Minnesota, Pena's the everyday shortstop. Um, Little speed, not a lot of pop, but a guy did draft in TGFBI, uh, which will help in case Bobby Witt. Do they say for sure Bobby Witt's going to start the year in a major league roster? They have
0: not said it for sure. The assumption is that he will. Uh, simply because there's not, you know, the the new CBA is taking care of all the service time issues. Right. Um. So the assumption is that he's got nothing left to prove at that level, at this at the minor league level. So you know, let's let's get him up here and uh and let's get him in there. I think that's pretty much the attitude that the Royals are taking now that the new CBA is in effect.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because I did um, get wit and TGFBI. Um, he kind of fell a little bit further. And I said, all right, I already had a shortstop. I said, you know what? I'm taking him. So uh, I did get pain in the reserve round, but I also drafted uh, Albert Alzale in that one and he's out two months. So he's an easy cut. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's going to be <laughs> some, uh, yeah, easy cut or some roster maintenance to be done on some of those early teams. So uh, that's the other thing is check when fab runs. I just did it today. TGFBI runs April 3rd, first fab period. So uh I haven't seen tout say anything yet or labor, Um, but yeah, those are things we got to start to look into. If you already had a draft that first waiver wire run, there's probably going to be a lot of activity on the waiver wire. Look at uh, labor. Yeah. Labor's April 3rd, midnight. Just checked. Cool. (laughs) Oh baby. It's the little details, man. That's what we provide you on the show, man. The details are very important. And we talked about it a lot. In the points league, the head-to-head draft that you, me, Rick Wolf, and Glenn Colton did on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio last week. And, um, you know, people were reaching out to me saying they really liked it. And, you know, so, we, you know, we hit on a lot of important factors there, the details. And um, I think I know who you're referring to now that uh, threw out Alberto Mondesi because I heard he did say it strategically. And then uh, we, I was all over that. You know that. When we, I was like, I cannot believe someone paid 13 for him. And that person, person said he had him valued at $3. The and person then,
0: who, who nominated him.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Had him valued at 3
1: I Dude, I knew right away. I was like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? There's no way I would pay for him. You got <laughs> it, it, 31% strikeout rate last year, 4% walk rate. His whole career, his value is tied to stolen bases in a roto format. And two points for stolen bases in that format. So it's just those little things. And again, it sounds like, oh, you're just saying the most basic info. People don't do it. That's why I keep repeating it year after year. These little things, just knowing the scoring format and the rules, people don't look at it. And you have to know. So uh, that's why all these details are important. You know, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people that forget about the first fab run. Now, maybe... The people who run tout or labor send out an email, and they usually do, I think, say, hey, reminder, there's a first fab period. But in case they don't, it's still your responsibility to look. You know, the commissioner can't uh baby things. I mean, I as a commissioner, I send I post stuff out. I just think it's the right thing to do. But ultimately, you know, you gotta check these things for yourself. But uh that first waiver wire run is is really big this year. It always is. But if you did a draft in early March, like I did my labor auction, we're talking about a month you know how much shit has changed with the free agent movement and traits and the shift in value of players. So very important that you make sure you check.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, there's an absolute ton uh, of changes that, that have been made, uh, for sure. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, we would hope that you would be, like, you're not just drafting and then walking away and just waiting for the season to start. We would hope that you're taking advantage of, I mean, let's just say, You've got all this ridiculous content that's absolutely free over at Fantasy Alarm. Anything from like sleepers to bust to position battles. I write a daily piece, uh, you know, every single day. Every Well, and I, I take the weekend off because, you know, listen, I'm, I'm tired and I'm old. But Monday through Friday, I've been, you know, plugging away, just making sure that you guys have, you know, all of your information that you, uh, that, that you need. So, you know, Adam's right. Get the dates get the timing properly so that you know, you know, waivers and stuff like that and then really take that time to to reassess your team and and you know and and make sure that you know, you know who you've got. For example, I think in TGFBI, I took Tapia, right? He's now he's a, he's a fourth outfielder in Toronto. He's not a starter.
1: Um yeah. you know <laughs> So I never draft players like Tapia, but one of my draft champions, so light on speed that I took them. <gasps> I just, I don't like the guys. Now, again, if you have massive power, okay, but it's just so hard to roster these guys that don't hit for much power. And I was like, oh, I really don't want Tapia. I don't even think he's that good. I was like, well, he can get 15, 20 steals. I got to take him. And yeah, now, you know, his value definitely takes a hit. Um, I just... I, I don't see him playing every day. There's no way. I mean, you got Springer, Teoscar, Lourdes. And I think this is, uh, I think they're going to use Alejandro Kirk at the DH a lot. You know, that was a guy where he's kind of been going up and down my rankings. And um, I, you know, Oh, I did not update after this trade, but I had Kirk. Let me, I'll, I'll have to do it. I'll do, I'll do it right after this pod. Um, Cause I got to move Greechuk up a little bit, Tapia down. And I think Kirk, uh, you're feeling good about him now. I did take him in one league uh, as my uh, number one catcher. Uh, let's see. Where do I have him now? I have him 12. Yeah. You know what? I'm probably going to move him up. He's a good hitter. and That's a great lineup. I think that, I think they're going to DH him. Ooh, Kirk? Maybe not yeah. not well, every day, but I think that he's going to get quite a, a lot of a bats now. His defense is,
0: mm-mm, you know, it's okay. I mean, listen, I love Alejandro Kirk. Anybody who looks like me. <laughs> right. Who's who's, you know, all of a sudden going to be, uh, you know, a power hitter. And the, like I used to, you know, like like I used to draft Pablo Sandoval when he was at his biggest. Right. Oh, because ooh. I was like, I love it, man. Give me a fat guy in there. Right. I love that kind of stuff. But Kirk's got Kirk's actually got pretty good. He, he can he can handle it with the plate discipline. He's got the great raw power. Um, The DH spot is definitely going to be something that uh, that they're going to work in. You know, the only issue that you've got with Toronto is that that lineup.
1: I I know exactly what you're going to say. So right-handed. Oh, my goodness. Biggio is the only lefty they have in there regularly, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tappy is a lefty. So maybe, maybe that kind of gives him a a little bit of an extra look. But,
1: you know. Okay. But uh, I agree. I, I see what you're saying. But even if you do put him in the lineup, you can't put him in the top six. No, so you're gonna have no, two no, lefties no, no, no. the no, bottom. Of not yeah, right, but I'm, but I'm saying. So does it really do anything? Because it's not like you're splitting up these right-handed power bats with a lefty in the middle. You, I mean, you're gonna put him at the bottom of the order. So it really doesn't do anything.
0: If you're doing TGFBI, and you've got him as your your eighth outfielder, and you have you're to start six.
1: Well, you don't have. You mean you're including the utility, so you can start a max of six, is what you're
0: yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm saying is, is that you know, with the way injuries happen,
1: right, mm-hmm. to
0: be able to say, you know what, I've got a guy with some speed who I can at least just throw in there and not have to like fish off the waiver wire because you're not going to find speed on the waiver wire. There's never any speed on the waiver wire. There's always power. There's never a guy who steals bases. To, to, you know, if you're building up your depth, I mean, listen, I'm talking about TGFBI. I'm talking about draft champions. I'm talking about these leagues that have, you know, that, 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 that can have massive depth to them, right? That you want, you know, you want guys who, you know, who are going to be able to help you at some point. And while Tappy is not a not a great guy to have, but as your eighth outfielder, if you're looking for some speed late in your draft, you know the fact that he is left-handed does maybe give him a just a little bit of a bump, a little bit of one, because, dude, I'm telling you, man, you you just with a, a lineup that's this right-handed, you've got Biggio, who's a lefty, and you've got Reese McGuire, right, uh, who's who's a third-string catcher, right, and that's it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they, I mean, they didn't have a spot but they could have used a, a lefty bat like Conforto, but they just don't have a spot yeah. for him. Mm. Unless you bring him in a DH, um, but then you got to spend money and they probably said, ah, we kind of don't need it. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, no, that's because, the they're gonna,
0: because they're going to, because they're going to be in, you know, they're going to be trading for uh, Jose Ramirez later on in the year anyway. And that would be crazy, man. I mean, come on. Be like F you, everybody. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Welcome I mean, to t- Toronto.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would figure at th- this point, the rest of their, resources are improving pitching the rest of the year. I mean they they're set in the rotation now, but we know how this goes, injuries, but maybe that bullpen is probably where they have to upgrade during the year and uh you know, that's usually always something there are, will always be relievers on the market uh come the trade deadline. And of course, as we see every year, there could be relievers on their team that just come out of nowhere all of a sudden, velocity's up and cuz that's one of those positions where relievers come out of nowhere like guys who have sucked for years all of a sudden now they're they're really good.
0: I don't really hate the the Toronto pen that much. I like Jimmy Garcia. Julian Merriweather, be if he stays
1: healthy. Yeah, Merriweather can, got some good stuff.
0: You know, Simber isn't terrible. Phelps has had his moments. Nothing crazy good, but yeah. I think, you know, I think there's a possibility, and just, you know, I I don't mean to unnerve you on this one, but I was actually talking to, to Jim Bowden about this, is that um, a healthy Julian Merriweather might actually fit better in the closer role and move Jordan Romano into more high leverage seventh and eighth inning
1: situations. It's possible they kind of tried that a little bit last year and then he got hurt. I think Marriott was one of those players people spent a lot of fab early in the year. And yep. obviously I remember uh, that. <laughs> it fizzled um, pretty quickly. So, uh, yeah, certainly a possibility. You
0: got to be able to, you, you got to be flexible especially when you're dealing with the closers. No doubt about it. All right, well, I'll tell you what. let's uh, let's pay some bills and uh, and and take a quick time out here for a commercial break. When we come back, let's find out what moves Adam's making through his rankings that are uh, the most noticeable uh, over the last couple. I've already made my my I've made a bunch of rankings adjustments and I changed the uh, and I updated the uh, the ultimate cheat sheet over at Fantasy Alarm. So you can grab that, fantasyalarm.com. You I, I'll just say this. Here's here's you know, before we send you to a commercial, let me give you a commercial of my own. Fantasyalarm.com slash MLB pro. Use the uh, use the the promo code MLB Pro uh, and takes 30% off. That's everything. Draft guide, cheat sheet, rankings, all the updates, all the tools um full dfs for the season full uh seasonal help for the season everything you could possibly want uh and the price is insanely cheap insanely cheap and then on top of that we're giving you a 30 percent discount i didn't want to tell you i didn't want i think it comes out to like the whole thing is like ten dollars more than if you were to just buy the draft guide a la carte all right so do yourself a favor and uh, and and do that now we'll take a quick step out say uh Say hello to our sponsors and then come back. So be right back after this. All right, Adam. So you've been hard at work with the uh, with, with with the rankings changes, and I've been doing a bunch too. A lot of yeah, definite pitcher injuries that we've uh, that we've had to endure. Um, let me pull up my uh, my new copy of the cheat sheet, and uh, you tell me where, uh, where the the biggest changes that you've been making.
1: Okay. Probably don't remember everything offhand. There was so many, but I did move Degrom up to two at starting pitcher. hmm Um, again, I, he could get hurt any time, but so can any pitcher. I mean, the fact that he's out there throwing 98, struck out five or six. You know, I I have regrets now of passing on him in round two. You know, I wish I got him. I I know in in labor, man. Ariel Cohn gone for twenty-two dollars, man. That that could turn out to be a huge difference. So huge. <laughs> yeah, so should have went to 23, man, but uh, that's the pass now. And, you know, it was a little bit reluctant because we hadn't seen him pitch it and everything. I mean, all the reports were kind of positive, and, but, you know, it's the Mets, so you're always skeptical with them. So you want to wait. Um, I dropped Jack Flaherty a ton, uh, yep. very concerned about him. So basically, if you're using my sheet, you're probably not drafting him. Um, McCullers dropped a ton. I mean, he was already low to begin with, but dropped him a lot. I really don't want any part of him. To me, it sounds ominous. Uh, Sonny Gray moved up, obviously, like the move to Minnesota. Chris Bassett moved up, going to the Mets. Uh, Chris Sale dropped, obviously. Uh, Clevenger moved up. You know, his velocity was good in a minor league outing. He went three innings, was throwing 94-95. Severino moved up uh, because he was throwing – uh, well, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, right around before pitcher 50, um, yeah. Any injured pitchers I dropped, man, I, you know, even Shane boss, maybe I dropped him too much, but I mean, I how did far, how it. far
0: down, how far down did you drop those guys? Like Flaherty McCullough? Flaherty's at Sam. pitcher
1: 66.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That far. All right. Cause yeah, I've got I'm, him. I'm a- I've got him in the forties at this point right now. And I was just kind of, you know, doing a little wait and see sort of a thing. Um, but I've got them listed as far as, um, you know, in the, uh, in the cheat sheet, you know, in bold, in red and pushed, you know, fairly down the, uh, down the way as far as like, you know, when I would consider taking them. So, all right. So I didn't drop them as far as you did, but yeah, we both dropped them, uh, relatively
1: and you also remember, you need league context. Do you have unlimited IL spots? You uh-huh. know, do you have short benches? Obviously, in those type of formats, with a short bench, you, you know, daily roster changes. Uh, you, you got to move based on that. I mean, unlimited IL, sure. You know, uh, you only have four bench spots and one or two IL spots. It's kind of difficult. You know, so you got to take that into account. You could be a little bit more aggressive in unlimited IL. Um, more shallow formats because you have the ability to stash maybe head to head. Um, So yeah, it all comes down to that. I move Marcelo Zuna up a lot. I guess I kind of had him a little low, kind of just waiting to see what happens, but this guy can hit. Um, So I moved him up quite a bit. Um, Yeah. I mean, those are some of the, I mean, Chris Bryant, we talked about, I moved him up today. I mean, I didn't move him up tremendously, but now he's third at fifth, uh, third base. He's uh, fifth. I still have Austin Riley ahead of him. Um,
0: Ooh, not me.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm still go with Riley, man. Riley's a <laughs> beast.
0: Give me all the shares of Chris Bryant you can possibly give me.
1: And Donaldson and Chapman up, Suarez down, uh, Luis Urias down because he's starting a year injured. And Hassan yeah. Kim, Kim moved up because... Looks like he's going to get the playing time while uh, Tatis is out. He's got eligibility at second, third and short to run a little bit. I know he wasn't great last year, but, um, you know, I guess I don't know if I got lucky, but in tout, I drafted Tatis one. I took him in the last two rounds. I'm like, eh, you know, just in case he gets hurt. I guess I should have. Uh, should have seen that coming, man, should have won Soto. Oh, well. Can't win it every year, but I'm not out of it. One player's not gonna change my season, <laughs> but it's not it's not a fun start, man. First play you draft ah, oh, broken wrist, he's out a couple months. Oh great, here we go here, we go. <laughs> uh, you know what's a uh, 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 now I, I don't know if we touched upon him maybe a little bit he's just lazardo throwing ninety eight I have him in tout. I have him in labor, so that was a guy that I was getting a lot before this. Now you're gonna see him rise even more, which is, you know, he still has control issues, though, that you still have to take into account. But, you know, I love seeing these pitches with velocity up, and we've seen a few already. So, you know, it's a good sign, at least. Uh, Lizardo's like, you know, perfect guy to take late, where prospect pedigree, coming off a down year, moving to a – we did see with the Mars last year he wasn't great, but, you know, to throw 98 this early, definitely a good sign. So – but I think he might – start to move up to a price where i'm like whoa really you taking a man okay uh i'm out at this price but nice to get at least a couple early shares of a player that's been rising
0: like it i like it all right i mean you know i'm trying to think of who else i moved around or what i did or you know what did you uh are are you doing anything with uh with tommy fam now yeah. that he, uh, now that he signed on with the Reds,
1: yeah, I already had him, you know, in a position where I felt like, all right, he's going to start somewhere. So yeah, I did move him up a little bit. Man, I, I didn't even realize this until I looked. I just that beat out of Ronas NFBC draft champions. I drafted Nick Senzel, Taylor Naquin, and Jake Freely. Freely. I'm like, all right, now fucking fam comes. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man, <laughs> because. They're all going to lose some time. I mean, fam has got to play every day, I would think. Um, And then uh, Senzel, I know, always a health issue. But I guess he plays center, and then Pham and left, and then I guess Naquin and right. So Fraley will probably be mixed in there. But the problem is, Fraley's a lefty, Naquin's a lefty. I mean, unless... I don't see them. Uh, will they platoon Senzel and Fraley? I, I don't know. I mean, the Reds seem to hold Senzel down again. He's gotten hurt, but he still has a lot of ability. He's a guy that I'll take in a deeper league in the reserve round, more 15 team league. Um, but yeah, I mean, friendly looked like a guy that was going to play every day. Well, a little power, a little speed, good ballpark. And uh, I think now you got to give him a little bit of a hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would probably give him a little bit of a hit there as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, right? Like all these things. Uh, you know, I was uh, also checking out, I think um, God, what what league was I in where I um Jose Barrero. I think that I did this in TGFBI. I took Jose Barrero late and he's out for six weeks. Um yeah. and I and I and I grabbed uh, Kyle Farmer. Um, in there as well. So it was, uh, so, so I don't, I don't really lose anything there cause farmer's actually going to play. He's actually going to play, which I find incredibly enjoyable. Um, you know, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed covers an infield spot. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, all right. Who else did you move? Um, can't remember anyone else just gave you a ton of names bro so what give me more that's Can it give me more all right fine
1: that's i mean all I, oh okay i put keston here in there not that because he's having a good spring Ooh. at first base i mean i don't think you're really drafting him in 12 team leagues maybe in the 15 team deeper league um but you know he dealt with uh, his mom dealing with cancer. He's had some issues. He's changed his batting stance. I know it's the spring, um, but I think you know that's a guy late, you know, in a deeper league that you take a shot on just because had the big pros- uh, prospect pedigree. I mean, this was a guy who was going to the top hundred drafts last year and the year before, and just obviously it fell apart. But um, either he's not guaranteed though playing time right now. That's the issue, but uh, you know, he could work his way into some playing time if he continues to hit and show the ability to strike out less. So he's someone that entered the rankings that wasn't in there. Um, you know, maybe he's in a first-place platoon with Rowdy Telez. Tellez, uh, Tellez is right. lefty, here a righty. Uh, so certainly possible.
0: Well, I mean, and- it depends. It depends on what Milwaukee, you know, how healthy they stay, right? Because I think McCutcheon probably – has that D-H. locked down, at least and has the DH spot yeah. sort of locked, at least until Yelich's back goes out or Lorenzo Cain, you know, dives in the outfield once and then, you know, he's out. Right. So, yeah, I wonder, because I'm curious as to how here is going to get the at bat but they they hate his defense. Like, I don't even know if you could even platoon him with Talez. I'd almost rather have Talez in my lineup Against a tough lefty than to have Keston here as defense uh, at first base, you know it's like <laughs> one of those situations. Did you ever see the movie? Oh no, you you probably didn't. But there was a movie way back called uh, Gung Ho. It was a Michael Keaton movie where a a Japanese car company moves into their uh, their town in Detroit. You remember that at all? No. So. <laughs> So uh, the guy who played, you know, George Went, who played Norm on Cheers, um, he's in this movie, and they've got him playing third. And the Japanese ball club, they just keep uh, bunting it over to third base because he can't come in. And then finally he, like, moves all the way in, and then they just chop one over his head, like, bounce it off the ground and over his head in there. Like, that's that's the kind of shit that you see them doing with Keston Hira. Over at first base, man, they hate his defense in Milwaukee. Hate it. Oh man, I'm curious. Actually, you said you moved song Kim up. How high up did you move him? Because yeah, he's he's slated to to get that work. But if you're talking about, and let's let's talk about, let's just go with like a 12 team five by five Roto. Like, at what point do you start looking for a Song Kim? I
1: mean, I don't have him high. He's 30th at second base.
0: Okay. All right. Because, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, at the cheat sheet and where I moved him to, and I've got, like, him in, like, round 22, maybe, you know, like, right around, like, Paul DeYoung, O'Neill Cruz kind of area.
1: Yeah, I'd take Cruz over him, although there is a possibility Cruz starts the year in the minors, so you have to take that into account.
0: Yeah, I also heard they're talking about giving him some uh, some outfield, outfield too. Outfield, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, again, I would love it strictly because of the uh, multi position eligibility. But for the same token, you know, just a six seven shortstop is tough to deal with, right? I mean, how do you I mean, how do you, how do you deal with range
1: like <laughs> when it it's takes pirates, you forever so you to it's get to the ground? The pirates, ground? It's the pirates so you don't care. You're not worried about winning games. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> they're not. I mean, it's pretty clear. They are. They are. Do you remember, like, like you remember when Troy
0: Gloss was playing third base third for the, base, for yeah, the Angels?
1: Big, big dude, man.
0: Right, Gloss was like 6'7 Also, yeah, I've got a picture here in my office actually from um, God, the all. It, 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 I can't remember exactly which All Star game this was. I mean, Cal
1: Ripken was six four.
0: Was Cal Ripken six four?
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Huh. I wonder how much the, the three three inches makes. How much of a difference that is.
1: But anyway, well, I've got this. There's picture, some people you can ask out there. But
0: I can't ask because I, <laughs> I can't because I have to shout. I have to stand up on a stool and shout to them. They're like, cool. hey up there. Somebody help me out. <laughs> I'll do that the next time I get, you know, the next time Bowden brings on like one of these managers or something. I'm gonna be like, I mean, you know what? I I, I know this doesn't affect your team at all. Talk to me about being six foot seven and and playing shortstop. How is that happening? How is that possible?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Definitely not ideal. No, it's definitely not
0: ideal. I would still take Cruz over over Hey Song Kim, no doubt. So would I. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't really think that I made any other major changes to uh, to my rankings. I mean, it kind of kind of jibes with what you said. I moved DeGrom up as well. Um I think I might have I might have bumped up Acuña as well. I, I just I you know, I, I get what the plan is, but I'm sorry man, if you're talking about just missing 10, 12 games at the start of the season for Acuña, I, I I'm I'm in on that. I'm I'm definitely in on that. I think that he's um somebody who I'm I'm looking at still in the uh in the first round. I'm not afraid of, uh, of, of him and, you know, and and the knee and and how much the drop off and stolen bases are that we're going to deal with. I'm not, I'm not petrified. Let's just put it that way. So I'll have to see. Um, I also, I dropped those pitchers down, but not as much. Where, did you move Winker at all with yeah, his move, move him to down. Seattle?
1: Move them down. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, moved him- yeah, I mean, he's going to a worse hitter's park. Uh-huh. You know, he can't hit lefties. You know, last year he hit over 360 against right-handed pitching. That's not going to continue. So if that comes down and he can't hit lefties, uh, he's shown he hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of question marks with him. Very good player. We knew he had the ability to put it together last year. But, yeah, I moved him down.
0: Yeah, you know who else I moved down? I moved down DJ LeMayhill.
1: I was never really high on him to begin with. Okay. I haven't drafted him anywhere. Um, I mean, I know he's got the flexibility and can play all across and, you know, eligible at a few positions, but, you know, I just see the power in 2019 as an outlier. I know he was banked up last year and everything, but I mean, maybe, uh, maybe he could get, I mean, the average, I mean, you can't project him to hit 320. I know he had the 327 and 19. Uh, 2020 was just a small sample of 364 uh, doesn't make good contact, but you know, a lot of ground balls, man. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I don't know. He doesn't find his way onto any of my teams.
0: Um, I, you know, I'm, I haven't been big on drafting DJ LeMayhew either. I dropped him not only because of, you know, because of that, but you know, after talking to Aaron Boone, what it sounds like is, you know, Rizzo at first, Torres at second, Kiner Falefa at short as a as a placeholder for um you know Volpe when he's ready and then Donaldson over at third. Um you know you're going to have Stanton occupying the DH spot a lot and uh, and like Boone said Boone's like I've got you know nine guys for eight positions on the field so somebody's going to end up sitting at some point or another but you know, he just kind of laid out that schematic for the infield, and I was like, hmm, I'm not I'm not really into DJ LeMayhew if he's going to be, you know, we're going to cut the at-bats now, too, because that's going to be a problem there. That's definitely going to be a problem.
1: Yeah, no, I think there's definitely concern there with that. So, yeah, I, I, I was drafting him before, and um, I'm not going to be, so I have him pretty low. So if you're following my sheet, you're probably not getting him. <laughs>
0: I'm going to have to look at Adam's sheet see how it jibes with mine. (laughs) Um, Again, everybody, all of this stuff is available to you over at uh, fantasyalarm.com. Full on, you know, rankings and articles and all the other fun stuff that you could possibly want. Some great stuff there uh, to be had for sure. Uh, Big surprise for everybody out there right now because we haven't announced this yet. but. Um, you're going to get a very special uh, late Friday edition of uh, of Anti-Up, so to speak, because while you're listening to this, which is Friday morning, maybe early in the afternoon on Friday, uh, subbing in for Jim Bowden on the Fantasy Alarm Show, none other than Adam Rona. So it's going to be it's going to be me and Rona's tomorrow on Friday for the Fantasy Alarm Show. So it's gonna be like Annie Up, just minus all the uh, all the f bombs. Yeah,
1: keep Ooh. it clean up. I, I still,
0: still. I mean, I yeah, know man. it's a Friday, right? Yeah, you know, you man, come on, casual Friday. Fuck it, right?
1: Yeah, it's happy hour. People are listening <laughs> on their phone, drunk. Come on.
0: <laughs> oh shit! All the good stuff. Yeah. So from Friday, from uh, six p.m. Eastern to. 8 p.m. Eastern, you can uh, catch the uh, Adam Ronis and Howard Bender show uh, over there. And then, you know, listen, then we move into uh, the weekend. And uh, yeah, next week, oh, next week, Adam, you know what we have? We're going to have to start talking about that. We got to defend our title in the FSGA uh, props contest.
1: Oh, I didn't even know you entered us.
0: We're automatically entered because we're the defending champions.
1: We won. Uh, okay, when is this draft?
0: Uh, next week.
1: We you know what day?
0: Um, I, You know, it's a little hazy for me right now. I know it's not Monday because Monday night I've got that, that Champions League draft. I do believe that we are doing the draft during normal fantasy alarm hours. So it's going to be at six o'clock Eastern. I'm just not sure of exactly which day, Well, you got a hot date. You gotta make, you you need to uh, send me your calendar.
1: I mean, I could have something going on. That's what I'm saying.
0: Uh, And then again, you might not.
1: Okay. We'll see. I I, I love this uh, last second stuff.
0: I aren't you on the emails from, from Digger. No.
1: How many times this, we had the same issue last time. I am on no emails
0: so weird. How come you're not on the email?
1: All right. I'm going to have to, uh, what's that? When did you get this email?
0: Um, here, I'll pull it up right now. I got it on my SSG email. So let's see. Let's see. Let's search. Let's search. Oh, here we go. The FSGA futures draft. Um, Oh, he just did a, 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 a list. He just did a BCC. Um, so let's see, uh, RSVP for the futures draft. Well, I know. Okay. I'm not seeing any kind of a day on that. So, uh, I will, I'll hit up digger right now and, uh, and, and see, I'll just send him an email. Do we know what day this draft is next week? Because Adam is a busy, busy, busy motherfucker, right? And he's he's got so much going on. What do you have going on next week? You have drafts? Yeah, drafts and lots of stuff going on, man. <laughs> the always vague lots of stuff going well, on. Well,
1: I mean, I don't want to reveal everything that I have going on here. I mean, this is, you know, this is not for public consumption.
0: All right. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, Digger will get back to me. He'll tell me what day we're going to be doing this. Um, you know, listen, I did it with, I did it without you two FASGA drafts ago, and I won. Although Digger has no recollection of that whatsoever. Yeah,
1: because he knows. He's like, wait, you didn't do this, Ronis? No way you won. No way. Oh,
0: that's bullshit, man. <laughs> that's bullshit. No, he was just more offended with the fact that the, that that my hockey guys helped me out. He's like, "You didn't come to me for hockey help? I'm Canadian." Exactly. Meanwhile, my Canadian guys hit the nail on the fucking head. And if you're going to Detroit on uh for the next FSGA, Adam, well, you and I we get to uh go accept a a very large trophy and uh and and some rings.
1: Well, uh if the company is sending me, I will be there. If the- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking Detroit! I don't want to go on my own, on my own <laughs> dollar either.
1: Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? No one wants to do that. If I'm gonna, you know, want to take that time and go on a real vacation,
0: <laughs> you don't want a vacation in sunny Detroit in the middle. I don't know. Of the summer? I've never
1: been there, but it doesn't sound uh, like uh it's the premier destination.
0: Um, I've been to Detroit twice in my life. The first time I was probably like 14 or 15 years old. Um, and I ended up going to a, uh, to a Tigers game, a buddy of mine, his dad, um, was doing was, had some business in Detroit, uh, and his company gave him like box seats at old Tiger stadium, right? Before the, before the age of Comerica park. So. I went when I was like 14 to the old Tiger Stadium. But as a 14-year-old, I'm not really running around Detroit and soaking up the uh the local ambiance. Um the only other time I was probably in my like early 30s and it was just it was a like a 4-hour layover and I was like for 4 hours, I'll just sit in the airport, thank you. I wonder why they
1: chose Detroit of all places.
0: Um it's probably inexpensive. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean, I don't want to crack on detroit too much here but i mean listen i yeah i, I don't really understand why the uh the, the 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 detroit would be the uh the the reason for it and if you're if you're with the fsga and you're listening to this podcast you can explain it to me and adam you know just shoot us an email uh, and let us know, because I'm definitely wondering what we're doing in Detroit, for crying out loud.
1: I mean, they've done Tennessee and Dallas, and I didn't get to go to those. And oh. those sound more appealing.
0: I got to tell you, man, I absolutely loved when we went to Tennessee. When we were doing Everyone it in says Nashville? that about
1: Tennessee. Yeah, Nashville. Nashville I've was heard good fun. Things. Yeah, I always hear good things about it. Although the seats at Bridgestone Arena are too I now. heard that too. I heard all you guys complaining about that.
0: <laughs> well, sorry, dude, but you know, some of us are are bigger people, taller people. You're like the size of a Muppet.
1: I wouldn't say that.
0: Yeah, dude. You're like you're like Kermit size. Okay. With like your your, your feet dangling off the chair like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh man! All right, before it gets uh, uh it, it gets too crazy and and a little too personal here, uh, we're gonna call it a day. Again, tune in Fantasy Alarm. On oh wow! Friday. Just some
1: real good news here, real quick. Oh, uh, I love good news. Carlos Rodon struck out two in his first inning, striking out Luis Roban, Jose Abreu, ninety-eight miles per hour on his fastball.
0: That's awesome! I just took him in a in a draft. I don't even remember what draft it was that I took him in, but I took him. Oh, I think it was one of my uh one of my best balls on uh on RT Sports.com.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't have any yet. I was obviously heavily invested last year or so, but now the price went up. So <laughs> could be tough. You know, to get. it's
0: funny, it's the price is not as high as you think it is, though. Mm. Like, I mean, all right. Well, you're, you're compared, talking. To, compared to last year, yes. But I'm seeing him in like, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth round of a 15 teamer. Yeah, that's it's pretty pricey. Hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think from where he was a few weeks ago, once he got signed and he went to the Giants, I think people were like, "Okay, yeah, let me move him up now." Giants have been good with pitching; they must think he's healthy. I'm telling you, he's going to move up now, though. When people see him throwing 98 again, there's still major risk with him because he is hurt every single year. So. Mm-hmm. He's always had shoulder issues. I would love to see him stay healthy a whole year, except when he faces the Mets. But that's another story.
0: He's like, he's the, uh, the Carlos Quentin of, uh, of pitchers.
1: Yeah, I remember him. I had him on quite a few teams, big time power, but he would always get hit by pitches and get hurt. He would get hit by pitches and get hurt. And then there was a time that he
0: slammed his bat down. He broke his hand or his wrist. He shattered that on like the, the knob of the bat or something all right well there you go so good news on carlos rodon good news if you uh if if you're not you know into the inflation that uh the public is going to uh slap onto that one there that's always my favorite what he did what oh i love him third round move him up get him yeah, all right. That's going to do it for us here today on Anti-Up. Bonus time coming up over at Fantasy Alarm, 6 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You don't want to miss it. From my man, Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.